Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Welcome back to Understanding the Market Post-GFC. Um, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and this is Part 3. So, and to me, over the past years, we've seen many examples of stocks that have showed really poor technical and fundamental criteria, but they've risen strongly, and, and some of them have doubled or gone up 300%, and stocks with great technical and fundamental criteria fall heavily. So portfolio returns have been really more exposed to a hit and miss um, than ever than they have been as it's relied on more on selecting the right stocks. But then when you're picking those stocks that have got good technical and fundamental criteria, as I just mentioned, some of those have fallen heavily straight after that. For whatever reason, it has been hard to pick. So there's been a lot of erratic behaviour on the market that's abnormal. When things are normal, it's, it's much easier to pick them all. But right now, even with highly skilled people it, it is and, and I talked to a lot of fund managers and uh, right around Australia and they're all having similar um, challenges as what we have it's not impossible but it's it's more challenging so the only real winners of the past two years in the market would be those who are highly skilled and trade very short term and I'm very short term I'm talking less than three months but probably less than two months uh, and these people will be traders who take positions of you know around that two months or less or even a month they're just taking a chunk and, and getting in and out and getting in and out and these people need to be able to move quickly with smaller amounts of money not big amounts of money like like what we're talking about so where to from now? And that's really where a lot of people want to know is where's the market going? And I know there are people out there that are impatient that you know just want to make the market go up. And, and I'd love to be able to wave my magic wand and let it do that. But it just it's not how the market works. Now we know from studying the market uh, that for hundreds of over hundreds of years is that the greatest amount of money flows into the market at the end of bull markets and flows out of the market at the end of bear markets. So it's upside down. And we, we, only, we saw that in 2007 where bucket loads of money was going into the managed funds and into the share market in 2007 before the GFC. And then in, by March 2000, bucket loads were coming out. And that's what we saw heaps of. Um, halfway down, people were still hanging on thinking, yeah, we'll be fine. But then they eventually got to that desperate stage and started selling. And there were still people hanging on at March 2003. Uh, and some of those have sold since then as well and come out of the market. So, but it, what we found or what history has shown us is that generally mum and dad or uh, retail investors do things the opposite way around. So we also know that investors are, are historically impatient. And so when we see money flowing out of the market from the mum and dad retail investors, that implies to more the experts is that the market is close to moving up again because it's like that exhaustion of people that just got impatient and, oh, I'm sick of this, I'm just going to go to cash etc etc and, and all of a sudden the market goes up and, and I've seen people you know uh, they've done that with stocks they go just when they sell it it goes up um, so the, but what we know what we do know is it just as we know that mum and dad investors do things um, at, the, at the wrong time the big money actually leads the market and so we only need to do is follow the big money and then we'll get a good understanding of what may happen in the future because the big money comes in for the into the market with the hope of making good returns long term and so they start moving in nice and slow when nobody else wants it because the best time in buying buying investment is when nobody else does and the best time to sell it is when everybody else does so you're getting the best pricing then so the last calendar year so, so what i'm going to do is look at the last calendar year to just give you a bit of an idea this is some of the research i do now over the last calendar year the top 200 shares were out of favor and the gold sector 
and those stocks out the top outside of the top 300 were in. The gold sector raised 36% last year. Most of those stocks were stocks I'd never even heard of before. They're that small. And so people that were trading in outside that top 300 were making money, but they had to get in and get out. And there were some spectacular runs on some of those shares. And they're just ones I can't trade for our clients because they're outside of our mandates. And, you know, they're very, very small and very liquid and very highly risky. Um, whereas the top 200 shares, like the top 20, the big banks, the, uh, your BHPs, uh, your Woolworths, those, your top 20, top 50, top 100, you know, they were down 3 and 4%, that, that sec- those sectors where, as I said, the gold was up 36%. So this is what the market was like in 2010. Now, 2011, so let's look at this. Now, since January 1 this year, the pendulum has really shifted now, and the top 100 shares are outperforming the stocks outside the 300. And in fact, the top 100 sector, the top 20, top 50, top 100, are all in um, figures from 2 to 4% growth, where the gold sector is lucky to be up 0.7%. It's very, very, very barely in positive figures. So, And the top three, outside the top 300, is not performing very well at all. So we're seeing a shift from being in the more speculative regime to being in the top quality areas. So what we're seeing now is that the big money starting to go into there. So therefore, I'd suggest that investors who have been impatient with their returns on their investments in the share market and are thinking of exiting, they, they may be falling into the same trap by getting out too soon and missing out on, on the invent, inevitable bull run that may happen. Now, I'm not suggesting that, that I definitely know the big money is flowing into these big stocks, but I am suggesting there's signs of it right now that it's happening. And I like to, like to see a bit of a sustained effort on that part to make sure that there's enough underpinning the move because really the market goes up because there's more people buying it or less people selling it and the market goes down because there's more people selling or less people buying uh, and right you know when, the, when we're seeing the downward moves we're seeing really increased selling pressure but over the last few weeks with the, the downward moves with the volumes are driving are going down which is suggesting me less people are selling um, and so therefore if we can get some move up in the next few weeks I think it'll all go well for our market in more medium term. So if we continue to see the big money flow into our big socks, and I see no reason why the market will not rise strongly in the next 12 months. If we look a little deeper, we can see cases like BHP and Rio and our banks that are trading at PE values below the market averages and implying there's real value in these stocks. And there are lots of these stocks at the moment in that bracket. Now, the more the market falls, the stronger these figures get or the argument gets to buy them and the equation flips to being one of great opportunity for those who are prepared to take on those stocks. I'm not suggesting you buy them now, but I'm just saying they're possibly providing opportunities. Now, therefore, I'd suggest that if you're in the market at present and thinking of exiting the market with your, your shares or your managed funds or whatever you're doing, then I would suggest that it might be prudent for you to look closely at the historical bear markets as well. In doing so, you'll also see that since 1875, we've only had two occasions that we've experienced a bear market of four years. November 2007 was at high. November 2011, we four years from our September high. Uh, and therefore, we're nearly four years down the track if we consider this whole move since November 2007, a bear market. You'll also find that sideways markets in general do not last much, much, much longer than 18 months to two years, which is really where rightly where we are now. We've been going sideways for pretty much two years since early 2009. So there's some figures saying that we're either least three quarters of the way through this whole mess or we may be right at the end of this mess. And I'm not suggesting that's definitely the case because obviously we always need to make for the market to confirm things. So whilst I'm not suggesting I expect the market is about to rocket up in this long-term bull market and everybody's going to make a gazillion dollars, what I am suggesting is that history shows us 
that good times never last and neither do bad times. And just at the point where the bad times become unbearable or become unbearable, we actually see the market turn to rise again. You need to make your own choices and, and have a look at the market for yourself. And, and, and maybe some of the information I've given you has helped you understand a bit of the market. And I find quite often with investors and traders is they tend to take too much of a short-term view and they look what's happening like today or yesterday or the last couple of weeks rather than take the big picture. And you really do need to step back and look at the big picture. And we keep saying that. Um, and we'll keep continue to keep saying that. So hopefully this podcast has been a little help to you in understanding where the market's been going the last couple of years. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And as I said before, if you want us to talk about anything, please let us know. Email us at info at wealthwithin.com.au. Have a great day. Take care. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 Share Trade.